Hallelujah. All right. We're going to continue in uh, the book of Enoch. And, you know, as usual, we're going to be utilizing our canon as the measuring stick. Amen. You know, so uh, the word canon, both in Hebrew and Greek, just speaks to a measuring stick. You know, and so that's what we're going to utilize it for. Um, the canon that we know and love, 66 books of what we call the Bible. We're going to use that as a measuring stick for what we find in the Dead Sea Scrolls text. Amen? So, as, as aforementioned, we're going through the book of Enoch, and we left off in chapter 7, so we're going to pick it up in chapter 8. And I'm going to my first reader read uh, the whole chapter of chapter 8, please. Yeah, verses 1 and 2, that's all there is. <laughs> And Azazel taught men to make swords and knives, and shields and breastplates, and he made known to them the metals of the earth, and the art of working them, and bracelets and ornaments, and the use of antimony, and the beautifying of the eyelids, and all kinds of costly stones, and all coloring tinctures, tinctures. And these arose much godliness, and they committed fornication. They were led astray, and became corrupt in all their ways. Hallelujah. All right, so hereby we learned that it was Azazel that introduced weaponry, warfare, and cosmetics to humanity. You know, and when you think about it, it isn't hard to see how these things brought about lots of godlessness and fornication. You know, just think about all the people that have died, you know, due to wars and weaponry warfare you know um, not to mention uh, I, I'm not I don't think cosmetics killed anybody but definitely uh, could have been a precursor to fornications right you know um, then we have uh, um, it continues on um, verse 2 actually continues on and says some yaza taught enchantments and root cuttings Amaros um, the resolving of enchantments you know, and so here, here we have, you know, witchcraft, and this is this is how witchcraft entered into the world. Then we have Baraquia, who taught astrology and Cocobel, the constellations and Ezekiel, the knowledge of the clouds, and Arachia, the signs of the earth, and Shamsiel, the signs of the sun, and Sariel, the course of the moon. And as men perished, they cried. And their cry went up to heaven. You know, so yeah, Azazel started some stuff, you know, teaching people how to kill and how to do warfare, you know, and how to work with the metals and make weapons, and, you know, and, and breastplates and all this good, um, well, bad stuff. I'm not gonna say good stuff. All right, so that was chapter eight, you know, yeah, so. We're going to keep it moving. Chapter 9. Uh, chapter 9 is a bit longer. Let me have my next reader read Enoch chapter 9, verses 1 through 5. Then Michael, Uriel, Rapha, and Gabriel looked down from heaven and saw much blood being shed upon the earth, and all lawlessness being brought upon the earth. And they said to one another, The earth made without inhabitant cries the voice of their crying up to the gates of heaven. And now to you, the holy ones of heaven, the souls of men make their suit, saying, 
bring our cause before the Most High. And they said to Yahuwah of the, the Lord of the Ages, Lord of Lords, Elohim of Kings, King of Kings, and Elohim of the Ages, the throne of thy glory standeth unto the generation of all ages, and thy name holy and glorious and blessed unto all the ages. Thou hast made all things, and power over all things hast thou, and all things are naked and open in thy sight, and thou seest all things, and nothing can hide itself from thee. Thou seest what Azazel has done, who hath taught all unrighteousness on earth and revealed eternal secrets which were preserved in heaven, which men were striving to learn. Mm. Hallelujah. Okay, so we're told in verse 1, it says, um, Michael, Uriel, Rafa, and Gabriel, um, it, it speaks of these these angels as, you know, kind of special. They're kind of set apart, you know, um, said they looked down from heaven and saw much blood being shed upon the earth. And all of these angels are mentioned actually in in scripture. Um, Rapha usually is Raphael. Uh, and I think this one is the only one that's it's mentioned in the book of Tobit, you know, which is um, an apocryphal book. You know, uh, but he was an angel of healing. And you heard of the term Yahuwah Rapha, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Yahuwah that, that heals, you know, or Yahuwah our healer, you know, likely referring to this guy right here, you know. And so we have Micah, Michael, or Micael, or who is like Elohim, you know, and we, we read about him you know, in, in scripture, in, in the book of Daniel. And then we have Uriel. And Uriel actually occurs uh, in the book of Esdras, in second Esdras, um, which is also an apocryphal book, you know. And then we have Gabriel, which was the um, angel that was sent to Daniel, you know. And so, you know, uh, these were some pretty, pretty strong, strong angels. You know, as a matter of fact, in Daniel, Gabriel said he had to go get Michael to help him. That's right. You know, because the prince of Persia presented, you know, prevented him from um, getting to him. You know, and so uh, in verse two, it says, the earth made without inhabitants cries, the voice of their crying up to the gates. You know, so um, it wasn't that many folks on the planet. You know, it wasn't supposed to be. You know, but whatever these fallen angels did, they started proliferating, you know, and they was filling the place up, you know, and from the sounds of it, it wasn't good either. You know, um, they were killing the, the people that were there and said that their cries went up to the gates of heaven, you know, and it's says, and now to you, the holy ones of heaven, the souls of men make their suit, saying, bring our cause before the most high. You know, so um, obviously, you know, it was their responsibility to take their prayers to Yah. You know, if you can see that far. You know, um, now verse 6 told us, says, thou seest what Azazel have done, who have taught all unrighteousness on earth, and revealed eternal secrets which were preserved in heaven. So, you know, he had no right to do this. He did not have permission from God, um, you know, you know, and, and uh, you know, he was just wrong with two left shoes. You know, he wasn't alone, though. <clears throat> you know, if you remember 
the uh, preceding weeks, you know that he wasn't alone. It was actually, you know, uh, a gang of them, right? So let me have my next reader read um, Enoch chapter 9, verses 7 through 9, please. And Simeaza, to whom thou have given authority to bear rule over his associates, and they have gone to the daughters of men unto the earth, and have slept with them, with the women, and have defiled themselves, and revealed to them all kinds of sins. And the women have bore giants, and the whole earth has thereby been filled with blood and unrighteousness. Okay, now here we come. Here we go with with this narrative again. Okay, so. First of all, we have Simyaza. Now, um, if you remember from the preceding um, chapters, Simyaza was the leader of all these, these angels that defected, right? You know, and there were, uh, uh, I think it was like 200 of them. Like, uh, and, you know, Simyaza was the head leader, okay? And, and here it is, it's speaking to that, saying, whom thou gave authority to bear rule over his associates. So he he had rule over them, you know, he defected and they defected with him, you know, and says, and they have gone to the daughters of men upon the earth and have slept with the women and defiled themselves. You know, so now this is something, now these are angels that we're talking about, I mean? Right. And it's saying that they have gone to the earth and they have slept with women. And because they did this, they have defiled themselves and revealed to them all kinds of sins, you know, such as what we read about Azazel and some of the other ones teaching them things that, you know, that, that humanity wasn't, Yah wasn't ready for humanity to know. Right. Amen. Right. And so, you know, because they've done this, you know, says in verse nine, the whole world has thereby been filled with blood and unrighteousness, you know, um, you know, they revealed to them all types of sin. And verse nine also says, and the women have born giants. And we talked about, you know, this last time we talked about these giants and we, and we spoke about, you know, much evidence, you know, that's, that's around them, that's been found around the world archeologically, you know, that speaks to giants actually having been here, you know, um, and we talked about, you know, uh, I didn't put it in this lesson, but we talked, I believe I mentioned, you know, uh, I have an excerpt from, from um, a letter or a speech rather, a speech that was given by the 16th president of the United States, President Abraham Lincoln. It was given at um, Niagara Falls. And within the speech, he mentions the giants whose bones they had found all over North America. You know, so, you know, I know this thing sounds preposterous to us now today, but that's only because folks have covered up the truth. Right, suppress it. You know, and right. nevertheless, you know, just like Yahshua, who's the truth, you can try to, you can try to bury it, you can try to cover it up, but sooner or later, it will resurrect. That's right. It will yeah. rise again. Yeah. And so now, you know, um, we see the truth rising once again. 
you know, just like with the book of Enoch in and of itself. The book of Enoch was considered spurious and it was considered to be written well after, uh, well after the death of, uh, of Messiah, you know? And so it was, it was shunned in all actuality, you know? But when it was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls mm -hmm. and the Dead Sea Scrolls turned out to be dated like a thousand years earlier than the earliest writings that we had um, concerning the scripture, you know, that thereby proved that it wasn't just written, that it wasn't a new work that was written after the death of Messiah. And the reason that, that I keep, you know, referring to the death of Messiah is because they were trying to kick it out because they were saying it was written after the, the, um, the death of Messiah because it says many things that align with what Yahshua said. You know, and, you know, many articles uh, and verbiage that is mentioned in the New Testament. And so as a result, you know, they assumed that it was written after the Messiah had died and after the New Testament was written. But that wasn't the case. And the Dead Sea Scrolls proved that. You know, so now they, you know, they can't, they can't say, you know, that it was written later. You know, so... What does it do now? It now bears witness to the brick out of shower, the New Testament writings. You know, it bears witness to those things that were said that you can't really find anywhere else. You know, because you know, if they ever did exist in in, uh, in Torah, they're they're not there now. But you know, these writings bear witness to them. You know, so I say all that to say that these giants defiled themselves by sleeping with women. And the women gave birth. <coughs> and they gave birth to giants. You know, and those giants filled the earth with blood and unrighteousness. Now, remember we are talking about using the cannon, our measuring stick, right? Yeah. All right, now we're going to go to Genesis chapter 6 because our measuring stick agrees with what the book of Enoch is saying. So we go to Genesis 6 and we read verses 2 through 5. It says, The sons of Elohim saw the daughters of men that they were fair and took them wise of all which they choose. Is that not what he said in Enoch? Verse 3, And Yahuwah said, My Ruach shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants in the earth in those days. Now I wonder where those giants came from. And also, after that, when the sons of Elohim came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And Yahuwah saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Yeah. Can you see that these are not parallel, that these are parallel passages of one another? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so our measuring state does measure up to what Enoch is saying. Yeah. And that's and it's really important to, to understand this because you know no matter how contrary it may sound to, to quote unquote reality, 
you know, what we think reality is, you know, our truth is supposed to be scripture. Amen. Amen. You know, Yochanan 17, 17, thy word is truth. All right, chapter um, 9, verse 10 goes on to say, and now behold, the souls of those who have died and are crying and making their soup to the gates of heaven and their lamentations have ascended and cannot cease because of the lawless deeds which are wrought on the earth. Now, again, we're going to use our cannon, our measuring stick. Amen? Amen. You know, and I want you to see how, how similar this is to what we read about in Revelation 6, 9, and 10. Says, and when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of Elohim and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Adonai, holy and true, doest thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? So can you not, can you not see that in both cases the dead are crying out? Yes. They're crying out, and their cry is going up to the gates of heaven. For the altar was right at the gate. You know, when you, when you, um, if we know that the tabernacle was made in accordance to what, what, uh, Moshe was shown in the heavenly pattern, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and so right at the gate was the altar. And this is right where these souls are. That's, that's, that was slain for the word of Elohim. This is right where their cries are. You know, so I want you to just see how that measures up. You know, and also consider Enoch chapter 9, verse 11 says, And thou knowest all things before they come to pass, and thou seest these things, and thou doest suffer them, and thou doest not say to us what are uh, what we are to do to them in regard to these. You know, and but in Revelation 6, verse 11, he does give a response. Yah does give a response. He says, And white, it tells us, and white robes were given to every one of them. And it is said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So in other words, you know, there's there's a number that has to be reached. There's a tipping point, if you would, that has to be reached un before uh, before something else happens, right. you know, and. You know, so uh, the book of Ezra is actually uh, actually speaks to this um, somewhat, and it's uh, and it just it, it even references it as you know when a woman uh, is pregnant, and after nine months, you know, uh, it's actually the angel Uriel is, is speaking. He asks Ezra, he says, you know, after a woman has been um, carried a child for nine months, ask her can she stop it from coming forth. And he says, so it is, you know, with those, with those dead, you know, when they reach their number, it's going to come forth. They're going to come forth. And of course, it's speaking about the resurrection. All right. So we're going to continue on with chapter 10, book of Enoch chapter 10. And let me have my uh, reader read, next reader read Enoch 10, one through three, please. And then said the most high, the holy and great one spake and sent Uriel the son of Lamech, and said to him, Go to Noah, and tell him in my name, Hide yourself, and reveal to him the end that is approaching, that the whole earth will be destroyed, and a del deluge 
is about to come upon all the whole. It will destroy all that now. And now instruct him that he may escape and his seed may be preserved for all generations of the world. Hallelujah. Okay, so uh, Yah then sends Uriah to the son of Lamech, which is, of course, Noah, you know, and tell him to hide himself, you know, and to reveal to him the end that is approaching the whole earth, you know, um, the end that's approaching that the whole earth will be destroyed and that a deluge, that is a flood, is about to come upon all the earth and will destroy all that is on it. And then he tells them to instruct him that he may escape. And so that earth. You know, so, so now we're going to align this with the measuring stick once again. So we're going to pull out the cannon, our measuring stick, and we're going to see how it aligns with what Enoch is saying. Amen. Amen. So Genesis 6, 12 through 17, and Elohim looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted its way upon the earth. And Elohim said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, brooms that thou shalt make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And behold, I, oh, in verse 17, not 17. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the life of breath from under heaven. Everything that is in the earth shall die. So can you see the measuring stick once again line up with what Enoch is saying? Perfect. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. You know, so, and the reason that, you know, I'm stressing this is because, you know, there's, there's, there's many that teach, you know, that teach uh, uh, contrary-wise. You know, they, they teach that, you know, these, these, uh, sons of Elohim were actually the sons of Adam, you know, and that, you know, um, that's who was going into the daughters of men and the daughters of men, um, you know, were, were, uh, were the wicked and yeah, you know, okay. How does that make a giant, you know, um, you know, people getting with people, you know, uh, how does that, make a giant and how does that corrupt the earth to the point to where Yah says, you know, I'm going to destroy everything and everyone on it. You know, well, with the book of Enoch, we don't have to guess because we have a second witness. The scripture says, let every matter be established out of the mouth of two to three witnesses. Amen. Amen. You know, and so hereby we have a second witness. You know, so again, it aligns right with, you know, our canon aligns right with what the book of Enoch is saying. You know, um, Enoch verses four through eight, my next reader, please. And again, the Lord said to Raphael, bind Hazul's hand and foot and cast them into the darkness and make an opening in the desert, which was in Duel and cast them therein. Then place him upon rough and jagged rocks and cover his face that he may not see light. And on the day of the great judgment, he shall be casted into the fire and heal the earth, which the angels have corrupted and proclaim the healing of the earth that they may heal the plague and all the children of men may not perish through all the secret things that 
the watchers have disclosed and taught their sons, and the whole earth have been corrupted through the works that were taught by Azul to him describe all sin. Okay, so first of all, let us recognize that now he's sending Raphael out. Okay, and he tells Raphael to, a, to bind Azazel, hand and foot, and cast him into the darkness. You know, and says, make an opening in the desert. You know, and put him in there and, and place upon him rough and jagged rocks. And make sure you cover his face. That's right. That he may not see light. You know, why is that important? Because he's a son of Elohim. And Elohim is light, and yep. within him there is no darkness. You know, so that's very, very revelatory uh, by having his face not see light. You know, he can't see Yah. He's separated from his presence. You know, uh, verse seven, and heal. Remember Rapha, yeah. Yahuwah Rapha, yeah. Yahuwah that heals, yes. and heal the earth. He sent the healer to heal the earth which the angels have corrupted and proclaim the healing of the earth that they may heal the plague and that all the children of men may not perish through all the secret things that the watchers have disclosed and have taught their son and the whole earth has been corrupted through the works that were taught by Azazel. So Azazel with his weaponry, you know, by him teaching this weaponry and warfare and cosmetics, you know, it says that, you know, the whole earth was corrupted by these things. You know, and it says to him, ascribe all sin. Mm -hmm. So they're blaming it all on Azazel. Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right. You know, and then verse eight says, and the whole earth has been corrupted through the works that were taught by Azazel to him, ascribe all sin. Now, it seems as though y'all didn't want the people of Israel to forget about Azazel. And his connection to sin hence we find it perfectly preserved within torah you know so we're going to use our measuring stick once again and it even speaks about azazel you know and so and it it measures up it's a second witness to what enoch says happened to azazel and outside of this story of enoch and azazel it makes absolutely no sense you know, and I'm talking about Leviticus 16, 7 through 10, which is the right for um, the Day of Atonement, the right that's to be performed on the Day of Atonement. And it, it says, and he shall take the two goats and present them before Yahuwah at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for Yahuwah and the other lot for the scapegoat. Now, it says scapegoats in your KJV, but if you look at the actual wording that's used, the scapegoat is translated from the name Azazel. Mm -hmm. So it literally says one lot for Yahuwah and the other lot for Azazel. Mm -hmm. And verse 9, and Aaron shall bring the goat upon which Yahuwah's lot fell and offer him a, uh, for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be Azazel shall be presented alive before Yahuwah to make an atonement with him and to let him go for Azazel into the wilderness. You know, now, the custom during this time, you know, what they would do 
uh, what was customary for them to do during this time after they sacrificed the uh, the goat that was for Yahuwah, they would then take the goat that was for um, Azazel and they would take them to the edge of a cliff and they would throw the goat off of the edge of the cliff, you know, where whereby he would get smashed on, uh, on the rocks below. Now that was the custom um, that they would do on the Day of Atonement. Now, what's important to note is what Yah told Raphael to do with Isaiah. He told him make a hole in the wilderness and to put Azazel in it. Well, and to make sure he cover them with jagged rocks. Right. You know, so instead what they did was throw them into a deep hole, i.e. off a cliff, into jagged rocks. You know, but it, it, it doesn't take, it doesn't take, um, you know, uh, a rocket scientist to see that, you know, they're trying to align with what, what happened with Azazel. You know, and when you consider that, you know, you see how it measures up with what Enoch is telling us. You know, and not to mention that, you know, Azazel was used to make an atonement with him, you know, to cover the sin, which is the same as, as what Yah was saying in Enoch 10.8, to him ascribe all sin. You know, so they was transferring all the sins to Azazel. You know, and then, you know, to the uh, the goat, Azazel, and then they'll send them out. And then, you know, they'll send them pretty much to his death. So I pray that you can see that within this rite, that Yah's chosen or elect our sacrifice to atone or cover the sins attributed to Azazel. You know, and then Azazel, or the scapegoat, is presented alive before Yah to stand judgment for their deaths, where Yah sentences him to the wilderness, mm -hmm. i.e. a land where no man dwells, a land of deep darkness and drought that is very similar to a grave, you know. Um, and this is uh, the description of the wilderness found in Jeremiah 2.6, you know. So the point that I'm trying to bring across is, you know, these two are parallel passages, you know. They, it very, very, very well matches up. And this is the only place where Azazel was mentioned, you know, and, in, in our scripture, you know, in our canon, you know, and it's in relation to what Enoch is saying here in chapter 10. So I think, I thought that was pretty revelatory. You know, um, then we have verses 9 through 14. My next reader, please, Enoch 10, 9 through 14. And to Gabriel said the Lord, proceed against the bastards and their reprobates and against the children of fornication and destroy the children of fornication, the children of the watchers from among men and cause them to go forth. Send them one against the other that they may destroy each other in battle for length of days shall they not have. And no request that they, i.e. their fathers made of these shall be granted unto their fathers on their behalf. For they hope to live an eternal life, and that each of them will live 500 years. And the Lord said unto Michael, Go by thine semi Yazah and his associates who have unity. Uh, united themselves. 
united themselves with women so to have defiled themselves with them and all their uncleanness. And when their sons have slain one another and they have seen the destruction of their beloved ones, bind them fast for 70 generations in the valley of the earth to the days of their judgment and of their consummation to the judgment that is forever and ever is consummated. In those days, they shall be led to the abyss of fire and to the torment and the prison in which they shall be defined forever. And whosoever shall be condemned and destroyed will, will from thenceforth be bound together with them to the ends of all generations. Hallelujah. Okay, so we see Gabriel being sent out, you know, and he's being sent, you know, uh, to the people, and, you know, and the children of fornication to destroy the children of fornication and the children of the watchers from amongst men and, you know, and cause them to fight against one another and kill one another off, you know, and then Yah sends Michael out and he has Michael to bind Sinyaza you know, and his associates, you know, and um, yeah, um, that's a typo. Um, it's probably United, but it says Unitech, you know, not some new company or nothing. It's just <laughs> have to overdie as typo. Uh, you know, so um, yeah, they united themselves. It says, you know, uh, go get his associates, ones who, you know, got together with the women mm -hmm. and defiled themselves, you know, and says bind them for 70 generations in the valley of the earth you know and you know this just bears witness to to you know just how Yah operates to me you know because like when you look at you know the nation of israel and when you know Yah got upset with them you know he sent them over to babylon yep. for 70 years you know so we see you know uh you know Yah does like to you know uh punish in 70s you know, and it says, in those days, they shall be led to the abyss of fire and to torment and prison in which they shall be confined forever. You know, um, and so this bears very, uh, this bears very significantly, you know, to something we have in our canon found in Revelations 20, 14 and 15, which also speaks of an abyss of fire, if you would, you know, um, and it says, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is the second death and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. You know, and so both, both uh, testaments, you know, speak to the wicked being thrown into this lake of fire or abyss of fire, you know, uh, you know, uh, we're not used to the word abyss, but it, it simply means like depths, you know, um, deep waters, if you would, you know. And so, yeah, you know, it aligns pretty well, you know. Uh, still, you know, it coincides with what our canon teaches. Amen. You know, it continues on in verses 15 through 22. My next reading, please. And destroy all the spirits of the reprobate and the children of the watchers, because they have wronged mankind. Destroy all wrong from the face of the earth, and let every evil work come to an end. And let the plan of righteousness and truth appear, and it shall prove a blessing. The works of righteousness and truth shall be planted in truth and joy forevermore. 
and then shall all the righteous escape and shall live till they begat thousands of children and all the days of their youth and their old age shall they complete in peace. And then shall the whole earth be tilled in righteousness and shall all be planted with trees and be full of blessing. And all desirable trees shall be planted on it and they shall plant vines on it. And the vine which the plant thereon shall yield wine in abundance. And as for all the seed which is sown thereon, each measure of it shall bear a thousand and each measure of olives shall yield ten presses of oil. And cleanse thou the earth from all oppression and from all unrighteousness and from all sin and from all godlessness and all the unclean uncleanness that is wrought upon the earth, destroy from off the earth. And all the children of men shall become righteous and all nations shall offer adoration and shall praise me and all shall worship me. And the earth shall be cleansed from all defilement and from all sin and from all punishment and from all torment. And I will never again send them upon it from generation to generation and forever. Yeah. You know, that, that reads, you know, that doesn't contradict our, our uh, canon in no way. It reads very much like our canon concerning the end times, right? The end time prophecies and after everything's said and done, you know, uh, we all will live in righteousness, right? Yeah. And that all the wicked will be destroyed off the face of the earth. You know, so, yeah, you know, um, says it's going to destroy all the wrong from the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. Let every evil work come to an end. Yeah. You know, but then all the righteous will escape and she live till they be got thousands of children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, and it says, then shall the whole earth be tilled in righteousness. Mm -hmm. You know, and all desirable trees shall be planted on it like trees of righteousness, you know, um, you know, and they shall plant vines on it and the vine which they shall plant shall yield wine in abundance, you know, and so the earth will be cleansed and the righteous will, will prevail and they'll live, live on while the wicked will be destroyed, which is pretty much what scripture um, mm -hmm. in our canon speaks to. Amen. Amen. Uh, then we have 11. Enoch 11, 1 and 2, it says, And in those days I shall open the chambers of blessings, the chamber of blessings which are in the heavens, as to send them down upon the earth over the work and the labor of the children of man. And truth and peace shall be associated together throughout all the days of the world and throughout all the days of the world and throughout all the generations of men. You know, and so here it is, you know, he continues on and says, in, in those days, what days? The days he just got finished talking about after the earth is cleansed, amen? amen. And the righteous, you know, are, are planted in the earth, you know, and they're the ones that's being tilled. He says, then he will open the chambers of blessing, which are in the heavens, mm -hmm. so as to send them down upon the earth over the work and the labor of the children of man. And truth and peace shall be associated together throughout all the days of the world, you know? Now, this bears, you know, uh, witness to something that found in Malachi, you know, that Yah says. He says in Malachi 3, 10 through 12, he says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now, herewith say of Yahuwah Zavuot, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. 
you know, and I will rebuke the devourer mm -hmm. for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time, saith Yahuwah Zavuot, and all nations shall call you blessed, and ye shall be a delightsome land, saith Yahuwah Zavuot. You know, so this Malachi aligns perfectly with what um, the latter of Enoch 10 and, and Enoch 11 is saying. You know, uh, so again, you know, it coincides with our measuring stick. You know, Enoch 12, 1 through 4, my next reader, please. Before these things, Enoch was hidden. Before these things, Enoch was hidden, and no one of the children of the men knew where he was hidden and what had become of him. And Enoch walked with Elohim. Uh, no, no that's, that's not a part of it. Uh -huh. <coughs> Verse 2. 12, okay, Enoch 12, 2 through 4. And his activities had to do with the watchers, and his days were with the holy ones. And I, Enoch, was blessing the Lord of majesty and the king of the ages. And lo, the watchers called me, Enoch the scribe, and said to me, Enoch, thou scribe of righteousness, go declare to the watchers of the heaven, who have left the high heaven, the holy eternal place, and defiled themselves with burning, and have done as the children of earth do, and have taken unto themselves wives. Ye have brought great destruction on the earth. Hallelujah. Okay, so Enoch 12, 1 said, before these things, Enoch uh, was hidden. And no one of the children of men knew where he was hidden um, and what had become of him. Again, this aligns right with our canon. In Genesis 5, 24, it tells us Enoch walked with Elohim and he was not for Elohim took him. You know, and, you know, so now we know what, what, what happened, you know. Verse two goes on to say, and his his activities had to do with the watchers, and his days were with the holy ones. All right, so now we know what was going on. You know, now I want to really call your attention to verse four. You know, verse four says, "Be not thou scribe of righteousness, go declare to the watchers of of the heaven who have left the high heaven, the holy eternal place, and defiled themselves with with women." So. Enoch is being sent. Now, he sent the angels, you know, and now he's sending Enoch. Mm -hmm. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. You know, now he's sending Enoch, and he's sending Enoch to the fallen angels. Mm -hmm. That's upon the earth. Right. Okay. Amen? Yeah. Everybody with me? Yeah. All right. Now, um, he's saying, you know, go to the watchers of the heaven that have left the um, high heaven mm -hmm. and the holy eternal place and defile themselves with women and have done as the children of earth do and have taken unto themselves wives and ye have brought a great destruction on the earth you know now it says they defile themselves with women but it also said and have done as the children of earth do right what do the children of earth do well, we already know that part because it's speaking about them defiling themselves with women. But what else do the children of earth do? Well, yeah, yeah, they, they do sin. But I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about in relation to, you know, people of the earth versus angels. Well, we already had them defiling themselves with women. 
you know so uh just think about the the most elementary things that that we children of the earth do what do, what do we have to do on we um, eat. yes we say it again we, we eat we eat. Yeah. we eat and we drink mm -hmm. amen. amen yeah you know this is this is what we do now the angels had their own type of food mm -hmm. amen. amen well such as manna it was told us that manna was angels food mm -hmm. amen yeah. isn't that what scripture teaches yeah. you know um, it came from the heavens right yeah. mm -hmm. you know now we have our own type of food and drink yeah. mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. for those of us on the earth right. now it says they have done as children of the earth do mm -hmm. so you know it's also speaking to them eating and drinking our food Everybody with me? Yeah. Okay. You know, as well as defiling themselves with our women. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I'm jealous already. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and and have taken unto themselves wives. Yeah. All right. You know, now I want you to consider that and consider what our Messiah says in Luke 20, verse 34 through 36. And Yahushua answering said unto them, the children of this world marry and are given in marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, what Yahshua is talking about, he's answering a question that was presented to him, you know, from uh, from uh, one of the groups of uh, the scribes of the Pharisees um, that was trying to trip him up. You know, and they gave this this uh, this question concerning this woman who had been with like seven mm -hmm. different um, mm -hmm. different uh, husbands. Mm -hmm. And they're saying they were asking well, whose wife would she be in the, in the afterlife, in the resurrection, right? Yeah. You know, and so he he's answering that question. And so verse 34 says, and Yahushua answering said unto them, the children of this world marry and are given in marriage. That's what we do. Amen. We marry and are given into marriage. It says, but they which shall be counted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage so in other words when we're resurrected we're not going to be married and given in marriage anymore. Right. you know because you know um when we're resurrected we're going to have uh different types of bodies and different types of rules amen, amen. you know and so we're neither going to marry nor are given in marriage and then verse 36 goes on to say, neither can they die anymore, for they are equal mm -hmm. unto the angels. All right, so if they're equal unto the angels, then the angels are not supposed to be marrying or giving right. into marriage. Right, right. Amen? Yes. You know, and this is exactly what Enoch is saying that the angels were doing. Everybody with me? Yeah. This is also what Genesis was saying that the angels were yeah. doing yeah. now yeah this is very revelatory that yah is utilizing you know this verbiage you know to answer their question concerning the resurrection and the angels you know that they neither marry nor are given into marriage so i pray that everyone can see oh, yeah. that the offense that the fallen angels did was that they defiled themselves with women mm -hmm. You know, and they were doing as the children of the earth do, and they were marrying and giving into marriage. Mm -hmm. That was where they messed up at, right? Right, right. All right, now consider Matthew Yahoo 24, 36 through 39. 
you know, and our Messiah is speaking. He says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man. Right. No, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. Now he's talking about when the end shall come. Amen. Yeah. He says, but as the days of Noah were, if you don't understand what happened in the days of Noah, you will not understand what's going to happen in the last days. Right. Wow. Amen. Yeah. You know, so if you've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, or led astray, get back on the straight and narrow. And let scripture be your truth. Because he says, as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. What you mean? Yahshua, what you, what you talking about? Well, verse 38 goes on to say, for as the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, without the book of Enoch and the understanding that it presents, and the witness in Genesis 6, this makes no sense. Because every day from the time that humanity has been on the planet, they were eating and drinking, right. marrying and giving into marriage. Right. Except there be something else that he's speaking of outside of the ordinary. It makes no sense. Now, take note that he used the exact same phraseology, the same verbiage that he used when he was speaking about the angels in Luke 20, 35 and 36. As a reminder, I put it back down here again, but they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage, neither can they die anymore, for they are equal unto the angels. And are the children of Elohim being the children of the resurrection? You know, so again, you know, in the days of Noah, before the flood, the angels were getting with the daughters of men. And they were having children. And these children were giants. They became giants in the earth. And they caused, caused all type of chaos in the earth. You know, and so Yahshua is telling us in the last days before he come back, he says it will be as it was in the days of Noah. And he says, you know, as in the days that were before the flood, he says they were. Who is they were? Who are the they and they were? Oh, the angels. The angels, absolutely. They're going to be making giants. They, they will be eating and drinking our food. And they will be marrying and giving into marriage. They were speaking of the angels, eating and drinking, marrying and giving into marriage. You know, now Matthew Yahoo 22 30 bears witness to this as well. It says, For the resurrection, for in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage. And likewise, in Mark 12 25, it says, For when they shall rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage you know so we know that that's what we do you know so again if Yahshua isn't talking about if he is not talking about the um, fallen angels then what is he talking about because it makes no sense that's right 
Because man is always ate and yeah, drank right, right. and married and, and gave in marriage. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, and Yah even um, um performed the first marriage. He the one put Adam and the, and the woman together. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know, so understand what's being presented. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't understand the beginning, you will not understand the end. Right. You know, because Yah tells the end from the beginning. Yes. Amen. Amen. Enoch 12, 5 and 6, and ye should have no peace nor forgiveness of sin. Mm -hmm. And in as much as they delight themselves in their children, talking about the angels, the fallen angels. Mm -hmm. You know, this is Enoch speaking to him because um, mm -hmm. Yah sent them to him, remember? Mm -hmm. yep. So he sent them to tell him he should have no peace nor forgiveness of sin. Mm -hmm. And it, in as much as they delight themselves in their children, the murder of their beloved ones shall they see. Yep. Mm -hmm. And over the destruction of their and over the destruction of their children shall they lament mm -hmm. and shall make supplication unto eternity. Mm -hmm. But mercy and peace shall ye shall ye not attain. Mm -hmm. You know, so take note that Yah via scripture speaks of giving forgiveness and peace to the children of men. Mm -hmm. But only death to the children of the watchers. Now, we can consider that the one group, that is the watchers, they sin. They sin knowingly. On their own, without any outside influence. And are certainly worthy of the harshest punishment. Whereas the other group, i.e. humanity, sin due to deception and or influence of the Nephilim and therefore deserves a second chance. And this is why we're offered forgiveness. This is why we're given an opportunity to choose. We're given an opportunity to choose, but you have to choose rightly. You have to choose rightly. You have an opportunity, but you have to choose rightly. You choose wrong, you're going to get the wrong consequences. But what about this third group, i.e. the children of the Nephilim, who, who were to all die by flood? Even though they were utterly wicked, why do you think they weren't offered forgiveness, seeing that they were completely innocent concerning their births? Could it be due to their being hybrid beings? Yes. yes. Not a creation of Elohim? Right. You know, so they were never intended to be. Yah never made them. Right. They were they were the construct of, mm -hmm. of evil, the construct mm -hmm. of wickedness. Yeah. You know, so I'm gonna leave you to think about that one. That's all I have. Yeah. Praise yeah. and blessings. Yeah. 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 Yeah.